Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Footballers. We have another special guest this week. We have Anna Foote from Guild. Anna, welcome to Footballers. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm Anna Foote. I am a pro player for Guild. And this is all very exciting. It's nice to be back on a podcast and be able to share my side of the AAFC world. Absolutely. We're happy to have you. We also have Mets and Paul. Guys, how are you doing this week? Doing good. You can tell Anna's a pro because she immediately referred to it as AFC, not FIFA. The rest of us still do. I still can't so, get it right. I know we're, we're stuck in the doldrums on that one, but yeah, it's been a, a good week. There's been some like nice gameplay. We've got some friendlies and stuff to talk about. There's been some interesting new cards. I'm sure Paul will guide us through that in due course. Speaking of professional, Paul, welcome back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm um, only just back, hanging on in there. But yeah, it's been a good week. I think. I think there's been a lot of like negativity. Recently, I think everyone's been a bit like down in the dumps. We've all been like reevaluating <laughs> our lives when it comes to this game. Uh, but I think this week's just been a little bit more chill. The content's been a bit chill. It's been, there's been lots out there to do and you're getting lots back. It seems like there's a, there's a fair sort of, uh, a fair transaction going on this week. I think maybe you ever thought, let's, <laughs> let's give some up back because um, everyone's in a very dark mood at the moment. Yeah. And I've actually found a little bit of joy this week playing the game. It's the, they opened up that friendly cup, which I always like friendlies where you can just go in and try new things. That's the place to do it. Before we dive deep into this week's episode, I want to get to know Anna a little bit. How long have you been playing, I guess, FC, formerly FIFA? <laughs> um, so I've only been competing since last April. Um, I played a qualifier for a tournament I didn't really know anything about. I wasn't streaming. I just kind of knew a few people in the space. Um, Played this qualifier, which I thought was just like a fun tournament. I was extremely hungover. (laughs) Didn't really know what was going on. And then I had a person who was one of the organizers, what I didn't know at the time. And he video called us on Discord and he was like, oh, so are you excited to come to London for the LAN event? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting here at my dressing gown, like, what are you talking? And he was like, yeah, yeah, in June, like you've qualified top of England. You're about to play um, the woman who come top of Europe, which was um, Fabian. And I was like, what? I was like, am I not done? <laughs> he was like, no, no, like there's money on the line now. But at this point, it was completely over my head. I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and I hadn't really played any sort of FIFA as it was before then. It was kind of using my brother's account or using my boyfriend's account. I only got my own account last year properly. I got my own Xbox last year. Went to this competition. It was PlayStation and I'd literally bought a PlayStation in May just to be able to get the difference with a controller, which sounds so ridiculous. But when you've played Xbox growing up to then hold a PlayStation controller is crazy. And then went to this event didn't play my best, but didn't know what to expect. It was completely mind-blowing, that full scenario. 
And then I thought, you know what, I might, I might give streaming a go and see what happens. And then I got approached from Guild and they were like, yeah, we want to sign you. And I was like, is, is this real? Like I work full time with disabled children. Like I, I don't know how these things work. Like how, how has this happened to me of all people? And then looking down the line, it's like what, eight, nine months later and finally got my first tournament coming up on Friday because there's been nothing on the scene all year. So there's about 40 women from around the world who are now registered for this tournament. So hoping I can actually prove myself and it'll be a good kickoff to what is halfway through FC, but it's kind of the start of my professional playing for Guild. And that's crazy because it sounds like you're just a natural at the game. So pick it up, what, a year and a half ago and all of a sudden get to where you are. It's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, we've been playing this game, what, 15 years probably between myself, Mets, you're probably in the same boat and I still yep. feel like I'm average. <laughs> you know? That is mental. That is crazy, absolutely man. mental, isn't it? You've just <laughs> gone into a, a qualifier, smashed it, like having no idea. And then they're <laughs> like, oh yeah, you, you come into a tournament. Um <laughs> Get your controller. <laughs> yeah. Everyone it is said wild. that. The, everybody who said it said I've done everything backwards because nobody knew who I was. I didn't stream. I didn't post content. <laughs> so I was kind of like, who is this random Geordie who's actually pretty decent at the game? And then everything just kind of fell into place without actually meaning for it to happen. No, you love it when it works out. That's just a, a classic story of success. We like to hear that kind of stuff around here. <laughs> And I really like the fact that you were hungover going to play it, that you fit in perfectly with football. <laughs> Calm the nerves, I think. Yeah, it definitely does. Let's talk about this new content we got here recently. Fantasy FC, I guess is what they're calling it now. It used to be Fantasy Foot. I'm still going to call it Fantasy Foot. Anna, what did you think about, I guess, the latest promo? And did it meet your expectations? You know what? I'm quite impressed with some of it. That Alex Scott SBC, I think, is brilliant value for money. Whether she'll fit in a lot of teams now, I don't know because high-rated players are so easy to obtain. But the new Greeley SBC, even if you're not going to use them, it's good fodder for a, a very cheap price. So even investing in him, if he gets one or two upgrades, fabulous. And I think there's a few decent things flying about with it. Some of the play styles are a bit met. Like Greeley's got horrendous play style pluses that people aren't really interested in. Maybe that's why he's cheaper. But I think like the meta card, so to speak, like Canardi looks brilliant, guaranteed upgrades pretty much. I'm actually very impressed and would argue this has been the best promo since Team of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that one. Matt, what about you? Yeah, largely in agreement with all of that. I think the nice thing is, and some people probably know that they're packing the same cards over and over again. There's like the certain 86s that we, we see time and time again if you're doing player picks and the like. But that's okay. You've got to remember that they've got to cater for people who are joining the game late as much as people have been here all year. So it allows newcomers to the game to catch up very quickly. The thing that stands out the most to me is, you know, we've just come out of a team of the year whereby there were a few high ticket items in there that we've all gone, hmm, that's very expensive, even by team of the year standards. And then with Future Stars and now with Foot FC, some of the prices are blowing the team of the years out of the water, like the Griezmann for like six mil, stuff like that. And some people would look at that as a negative. I actually think it's good that we're getting cards every promo, which if anyone packs one, that's like a game changer every single week sort of thing. Um, they shouldn't be easy to, to obtain. I've said this a million times before. I like the fact that they're hard to get. If we all had the best cards, it would be really boring. So the fact that you can either shoot the stars and you know grind and save towards those high ticket items or if you just happen to pack one and get lucky it's really going to revolutionize your team and they're still putting that out on a week-to-week basis i think so we're a good thing so yeah very happy with it so far yeah i like it i like it i really 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 want that vincent company card <laughs> um but it's about a gillions a gillion dollars do you know what i mean like he's i can't afford him unless i sell everything i've got um, and then I might be able to afford him. But I do like that these cards like that to get, like Matt said, you know, I think I've seen people complaining that the price of these cards, I've probably complained that the price of these cards, but it gives you something to 
to sort of aim for, doesn't it? You know, I think everybody now is at a level where nothing really upgrades your team unless it's something like that. So at least in these promos, we're getting cards that 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 will upgrade your team if you pack them. You know, and like like Anna said, Canate is probably not going into most people's teams now, but he gets two or three upgrades. Is in people's teams. I think they've been a little bit unlucky with regards to injuries. I think there's a lot of injuries and suspensions with some of these cards. Uh, but that just that just is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, there's some really nice cards there. And we're off to the races already. We're not having to wait three or four weeks for a, a Champions League promo for these cards to start getting upgraded. They're, they're getting upgraded. Well, we're straight into the games, aren't they? And just to go over how these cards work, uh, the, the was this promo live last year? Do y'all remember? I don't remember. Yeah. It was live. Okay. So the non-heroes, you get one inform upgrade if the player gets one goal or assist in the next four games for attackers and midfielders or one clean sheet for defenders and goalkeepers. You get another inform upgrade if the player's club wins two of the next four league games. Another upgrade if the player makes three appearances in the next four league games and an upgrade if the player's club scores 11 goals in the next four games. So there's a lot to watch, a lot to stay in tune with, with the game. And these are the type of promos that I historically enjoy because it plugs me back into the sport itself instead of just the, the, you know, FIFA or FC heroes upgrades, one inform upgrade if the player's club wins two of the next four league games and one upgrade if the player's club scores 11 goals in the next four games. Only domestic league matches played in February 23rd onwards contribute to these upgrades. So. The only thing that I have to really necessarily moan about, I guess, with this promo is the way they did Musa, the level 10 reward player, and such a short time frame that they gave us to one, obtain him, then go back and do the Evo, because I just don't have the time to put into grind all the way up to level 10 in four or five days. And uh, I kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But again, again, if you have the time you put it in for it, you're rewarded for it very similar to you how it makes us watch outside of like the Premier League so I'm technically one of those who I'll watch the Newcastle games I might watch say the early kickoff on a Saturday but then I'll just watch match of the day I won't really heavily stay and tune anything out of the Premier League I don't really watch until uh, Fantasy Foot or whatever they call it this year Fantasy FC until that comes around that like I say tunes us into other leagues and makes us watch Serie A more often or Bundesliga where apparently I'm sure um, Bayern Munich aren't doing very well I, I just say things on my stream I don't really keep up with it massively but there was was it Leverkusen on top I think which then interests us again to see what's happening but then these cards pushes that to actually do it yeah no doubt no doubt Bayern's actually surprising a lot of people shockingly mm. in a negative way but it's kind of good to see somebody else kind of rising up you know, because we've been seeing them for so long. This kind of happens in Germany like once every 10 years or so. Someone sort of breaks the cycle and then they rebuild their team and dominate again. But <laughs> it's not really going to last this season for, for Leverkusen because they'll lose Chabi Alonso to like Liverpool or to Bayern. And then that team will fall apart. They'll sell all the best players and then the normal <laughs> service resumes and falls. That's the way it goes over there. We'll take them at Chelsea. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, if you guys have anything else you want to add about this promo before we move on, because we got a lot of other good I'm just stuff to talk about. Touch this on thing. very quickly. You know what you were saying about Musa? Yeah. Hard to obtain it in a timely way. This is symptomatic of something that's probably changed a little bit quietly over the last few weeks, but they're hardly giving out any XP during the season now. Whereas early on, you could blast through the season in terms of everything that you could get through the objectives very, very quickly. Now you kind of have to log in every day, every week and just get small snippets of XP unless you buy some of those kits from the store that then <laughs> give you additional XP if you win matches yeah. and you wear them. And I don't mind the fact that there's a reward for buying a kit, but when that's the only way you can get something, that's a little bit cheesy, for lack yeah. of a better word. And that's something that I don't think many people have talked about um, since I've noticed it in the last few weeks anyway, but it's it's becoming the norm now. And I think that's a little bit 
shady EA. Not that we're going to make this a negative podcast or anything, but that was just an observation I wanted to throw in there that it seems like to get stuff in a tiling manner now, you have to buy stuff from the sort. And okay, it's not super expensive, but still not great. Call of Duty does similar things when it comes to like new weapons when they have a new season, right? They'll have a new a new gun and the only way you can get it is if you exfil with it, which is really hard to do. Or you can just buy this $20, you know, pack and, and get the kit, the skin and the player and the gun. So it's, I mean, I like that it's an option for people who are busy, but at the same time, it makes it kind of like, what's the point, right? If you're just going to go out and buy it, like kind of defeats the whole purpose of, to me, the grind of obtaining it and going through that journey is, is the fun part. I want to talk about, Anna, your video that you posted. You know, we just did a podcast with SAF Cal about the very thing that you had discussed with uh, you know, gambling and addiction and things like that. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but we definitely want to get your perspective because a few of the things that you said stood out to us, especially the part about you know, creators having to spend to get traction. That's something that was we haven't really talked about that in, in detail. Um, to be fair, it was Cal who kind of gave us that realization because it's something people don't want to voice, people don't want to go against everybody else. It's a risky place when you put out your opinion about FC, you've got to be prepared for the hate that's going to come back because people aren't going to agree. Um, And I think it's kind of one of the hidden things that people don't see that creators don't just, like can't readily afford points unless it's a big creator so like myself I knew fine well that if I was streaming on a Friday when a new promo comes out I would have to buy points to try and keep up with the likes of Bateson who's spending all this money or run the foot market people are watching those bigger names open packs because that's what people want to see so I knew if I stood any chance of trying to get my name out there especially on a Friday I'd say is the hardest I would say it is I need to spend to try and keep up, no any other views, obviously, but to try and interest people in coming over instead of choosing other people. And I think that, not that I didn't love it, like I loved opening packs, loved the promos, got really, really excited, but it became such a thing of where that's all I was focusing my time on on a Friday. I wasn't bothered if I played any games. I wasn't bothered about talking about anything else. It was just packs, 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 and other people spending their money. And I think it was quite a, looking back, quite negative in a sense of I was kind of trying to pay for my views. And a lot of people who were in my streams had never been there before. I wouldn't chat. It wasn't like a nice community vibe. It was more people are coming to not necessarily use me, but kind of weren't interested in me as a person, which is interested in the money I was spending. And I think that realization of, I don't want to do that anymore was a a very positive thing for myself moving forward. And I think a lot of people have sort of followed suit and are becoming more aware of how much these little points can add up to and the dent it can make on your bank account very, very quickly if it's not done in like manageable amounts. Do you think, Anna, that you've clearly identified that up until this point, it was, I don't want to say it made life easier for a new streamer because it's still very difficult to get traction as a new streamer, particularly in a game as competitive as FIFA, where there's lots of people doing it. But it allowed you to make a certain amount of progress more quickly. Now that there's this wind of change going on in the community, for lack of a better term, whereby more and more people are pushing back against the whole point spend thing and the gambling aspect of it. You think there's room for pointless streamers? And I mean, as in FC pointless (laughs) streamers, not people who are important. You know what I mean? Um, That becoming a USP in itself, that people will start to seek that out where, okay, open uh, packs that you earn, but we're not going to support people who open store packs, for example. We're, We're dead against that. Do you think there's room for that going forward? I definitely think so. I think even though it's so saturated on Twitch, for example, there's always room if you've got some form of like USP or there's something about you that keeps people engaged. I know a lot of people who are in my streams now aren't really bothered about what I'm doing. It's because they've sort of grew with me and my personality and they enjoy the full community aspect and getting with each other on a Friday night and having a laugh. Everyone has a catch up about the week and things like that. And it's a lot more 
having fun with the gameplay and actually enjoying the game. And I think if you've got the charisma and you've got a little bit about you and you can have a laugh, don't take things a bit too seriously. I think the people who are wanting to watch FC will watch you, not watch the packs because a lot of people are opening packs, you know, the likes of Bates are not always going to open packs. If you want to say the new 700k pack, you know, for a fact, hey, you'll probably put a video out, say Friday night, Saturday morning, like it's readily available, but people can be very lazy because as humans we are. And if they see someone opening packs, they'll go, all right, okay, I don't know if I want to open that. I'll go and watch it. So just being very unique, I think there is space, but don't just copy other people. Have something about you and make yourself who you are. Sounds good. Yeah. Paul, you definitely have something about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. My beard. Uh, (laughs) Did you trim it? It looks like you trimmed it. I have. I've shaved it all off. It's grown back a little bit now. But I think it's, there really is a, a move where there's a lot of people are just sick of seeing packs. Um, and like, I just seen how gross it is that, you know, you, you go on some streams and there's thousands and thousands of pounds of packs being opened every day. Yeah. Like, you know, when these big 40 quid packs drop, like you might get an hour and a half, two hours for share players or people just opening them and, like it'd be interesting if people put a little a little counter in the corner and added all this money up as it went and it you know it it, it soon adds up and I, you know I might even do a little bit of a research and watch one of these streams and see on a Friday night just a random hour of packs yeah. being opened how much is is being opened and it it's easy content isn't it mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's it's so easy um and you know we share players we've said it before we share players even more so because you're not having to spend the money yourself so you're pulling in share players and and you know we don't open packs because it's not fun of course it's fun it's like that buzz of packing something phenomenal or that buzz of packing nothing at all after you've just spent 40 quid like <laughs> those highs do you know what I mean those highs and lows like that's what people come in for innit and I think the more people sort of stand up the more people are going to stand up and be different and be like, right, we're not going to do this. I know Nate, the photo accountant, he is no longer opening um, FIFA point share players. So he'll do share players, people opening the rewards or, you know, icon packs or whatever, but he's not opening uh, share players, which, you know, I think it's, it's, it's just a good move. And I think it's just a good, good idea for your business as well. Like not to be, Going yeah, I think it's it's important that people who do streaming professionally or or are aiming to get to that level, they're getting on the right side of sentiment now with this kind of thing. Whereas some people, it's entirely what they do, just burn points, pack something, content and stuff for YouTube, stuff for TikTok, Twitch, etc. Yeah. Other people know that the tide is turning. Opinion might not favor these people who just exclusively do the whole pack thing and fire points and they're getting ahead of the game now and you know we've been saying it for a very long time and it's nice that the community is picking up traction on its own whether it's through Safcal, other people we have our own small part to play in that as well and i think it's good that the community is just maturing a little bit about it and we're definitely going in the right direction which is pleasing to see and yeah i think you nailed it there matt maturing i think us older players have a little bit of responsibility as well for the kids who are coming in and playing the game and you know not yeah we, we do have some responsibility to say like you don't have this 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 isn't the way or this doesn't have to be the way you can play this game have fun you don't need to spend these coins you can play the game we'll all have the same teams by team of the year don't worry we might, we might have one or two different cards but we'll all pretty much have the same teams. We'll all not be able to upgrade those cards. And, you know, people who've spent thousands of pounds have got a similar team to those who've not spent thousands of pounds. They might have a few more icons in the club that they're not using or a few more, you know, you can only have 11 players on the on the pitch at one time, can't you? So, yeah, I think we do have a little bit of responsibility to 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 push. And that, that mood does seem to be changing, like you say, about the sentiments 
definitely sort of swaying now, I think. Yeah. And like I said, I, I hear everybody's got their own opinion. That's fine. A lot of people think, you know, everybody should be responsible for their own money. And I, I hear you, but people are going to be people. But for me, the biggest thing is for the kids. Like, if we're going to keep doing this, you need to have this game be 18 over or at minimum, you know, mature audiences only because this is teaching them bad habits about life, not just a video game. So it's teaching them to be, to just roll the dice and press your luck and keep going and keep going. And to me, that's not the way you should go about things. It should be about hard work, dedication, and, and wanting to do what's right. And I don't think this game promotes that at all at the moment. It's that immediate gratification in it that it's yeah. promoted. Like, yeah. You don't have to work hard to get anything. Shortcuts. You can just yeah. take that shortcut. And I know we there's, all do that in life. Like There's all sorts of shortcuts <laughs> we take to save ourselves some time. But in video games, the fun's a journey, isn't it? Yeah. There's a flip side to to what you guys have just said there, though, whereby we're talking about establishing bad habits through the game and um, making taking the path of least resistance the norm for kids going forward. But you look at it from a positive perspective as well, and there are positives. This has created um, a wave of jobs that did not exist like five, ten years ago. You know, people can aspire to play foot professionally, whether it's competitively or content side. So there are good things to take from it as well. You know, there are people who are growing up now who are teenagers at school and they want to be a professional YouTuber, professional streamer, and they might want to do Ultimate Team as, as their way forward. And that's really a good thing. This is stuff that if we tried to explain to our parents, they wouldn't understand. But these are, these are the jobs of the future and you know, games like this have created that. So it's not all bad. We just have to, you know, keep things in check every once in a while and, and make sure that we're, we're on the right track, which I think we're, we're getting there. I think the sentiment in the community is strong enough now where change is inevitable. So we're moving forward. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On that, moving forward, making change, I have something I wanted to talk about on the gameplay front. You know, I saw a lot of people in the Discord on social talking about since that last patch on whatever it was, Thursday, I believe, the game feels more assisted. It feels like they're, they have less control. And I don't know if you guys have seen the, the same things. And I kind of felt some of that in game, specifically with passing. I felt like sometimes no matter how much power I put on a pass, it would just go super short to the guy that was near the ball. And I felt like things weren't happening how I wanted them to happen, which sometimes it does happen like that, but it felt like it was happening more than usual. So. I always had my passing settings on assisted, just never had messed with it. I went in and changed everything to semi from through pass, lob pass, ground pass, cross, lob assistance. And I even turned precision pass sensitivity to high. Everything one felt more responsive. The passes had more zip on them. The shots had more zip on them. They were more accurate. The through balls were actually through balls and they led the runner where he would run onto it, which wasn't happening before. And I told this to a few guys in the sponsor section and they actually did the same thing. Some of them had been doing this and it made my gameplay feel loads better. I felt like I had more control. You still have the long animations every now and then. I think that's just high promotion for you. But what I want to ask you guys, we'll start with you, Anna. What settings do you guys run? Do you know what settings you run on that? Um, I genuinely listen to that. I've never changed my settings for stuff like that. And I really ridiculously struggled this weekend with passing. Mm. I, I haven't had time to look into it with coming back to work today. 
So I feel like you've just really helped me and I've still got some champs to play, so I'm going to change and see how it goes. But the passing aspect, even watching my streams back, I could not pass a ball, like, at all. Everything was so heavily assisted. It was, none of it was manual, no matter, like, where I directed the ball to. It just wasn't who I was saying. I even, on one of my games, I said, I'm going to call. Yeah. I said, I'll call every single pass that I do and just watch how many are wrong. And it was actually staggering how many were not where I was trying to play it. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to change everything, what you've said, and I'll be able to come back and give you an update on how it goes. If it's bad, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Covering your back now. <laughs> Mets, what do you run on your settings? Just default everything, man. I don't have time for that shit. Mm. <laughs> Just gotta get. Okay. It's hard enough to find time to you know just jump in and play games and start messing no about with stuff like that. I have other solutions to uh, shitty passing and game, which we'll come to in a bit. Anyway, <laughs> yes, Mike, just to hear about that one. Paul, do you do you tinker with your settings at all? Um, a little bit. Um, I don't I know, know if you saw the stream last settings. week. Do you know sometimes when you're um, something glitches and it's like the controller is stuck on left, so every time yeah. you go into the well, like an idiot, that happened on stream and I went into settings. So oh, as no. I'm scrolling down oh, everything, no. halfway through a game, <laughs> oh. it just started, this one in champs as well. Um, oh. So it just sent everything. So I've just been trying to get everything back to what it was and I haven't touched it for about three years. So um, I got I put advanced defending back on because I use advanced defending. I love advanced defending. Um I have my pass receiver lock on late, which I think most people do. Um, semi on the lob through pass, semi on the through pass. Uh, crosses, I play about a bit with that. Sometimes I have it on um, manual, sometimes semi. Um, I'm not a very good crosser though, so don't listen to me when it comes to crossing. Don't <laughs> just do Did whatever you, just say you do you've with got a that. Semi lob on. <laughs> semi lob on yeah um, and yeah Hunter's just like oh, I'll tell you what I do have off um, auto switching I have that on manual so loose balls and air balls I have to I don't have it on that I switch myself um, and I I turned that off because when you're playing co-op it just sends it into chaos so just switched it off Um because what it would do on, on co-op, it'd switch your teammate off of a player and put you on that player and you just all at sixes and sevens. And I've just left it on and got used to it. Um, the right stick sensitivity, um, I mess about with that a little bit. Mm. But I think my passing gameplay has been shit for me this weekend and, and I don't usually have bad gameplay. My gameplay is usually all right. But I think a lot of my bad passing we're down to just the delay. So where I think I'm aiming, I wasn't actually aiming. The game was just um, a little bit delayed. But, you know, you were talking about the the assisted thing, Hunter. I did notice a couple of times when the gameplay were bad this weekend, um, I'd be trying to move players in one direction and they were carrying on themselves towards the ball. So they'd lock onto the ball, which was... You know, it might have been 10 yards away. So somebody's playing a through ball. I don't want to run towards the ball. I want to run towards goal and cut that off. But it would, the player would just carry on. Um, and I've, I have noticed that before, but not for a while. And I noticed it this weekend. But yeah, the gameplay were just, were just horrible. Um, but still managed to have lots of fun still, <laughs> despite that. Do you know what I mean? So um, I got over it. As long as I stay away from champs, I, I can find a, a way to enjoy the game. I just, yeah, I, that's yeah. why I don't do champs. Yeah. Oh, yes. I wanted to talk about, Anna, your favorite play styles and what type of formations and tactics are you running? You don't, we don't have to get super detailed, but what's, what style of FIFA or sorry, FC do you <laughs> like to play this year? Um, at the minute, well, since Travellers have been nerfed, I'm running a lot of finesse shot is, the play style. I don't see much variation between finesse shot and finesse shot plus in my 
RTG team. I've got Bootra, who has finesse shot, but I've got Raul, both the winner wild cards, and Raul has finesse shot plus, and they both seem pretty balanced on how many they score. Even if you green them, it's still hit or miss. But I think the new ball rule first time finesse, which seems to be creeping in, is very, very good. And I think that will, when the more people understand it, that's going to be the new Travella kind of meta, just not as heavy because it is slightly hard, I get in the direction of the ball rule. And I would say whipped cross. I'm trying to get in more crosses. Whipped cross and long ball seem to be new, very strong ones. That's <laughs> loving that. Matt's loving this. Speaking language. A semi lob as you um, <laughs> yeah. talking about long balls. Mm. Love a bit of route one. This is quality. Really? It's since getting um, hemp. Hemp is unbelievable. I've put her in thinking, ah, we'll, we'll see what she's like. Possibly one of my favourite players. And I've got one of those bog standard meta teams with your Mbappe, your best, you Eusebio. And I would say she has really impressed us. And Elise, future stars, because he's got pinged pass. And I think that's very underrated. The speed he can play it across the box and the likes of Mbappe just touch it and it just stays at the feet is brilliant. So that it would be my favourite player says, I'd say. Formation-wise, I'm currently trying the 4-2-1-3 because the 4-3-2-1 for me doesn't seem as good anymore. I don't know if it's because I'm mixing things up and playing a bit wider and not as central. Um, so I've played a few games with that when I finished work and I've played well, still adapting tactics, but with the likes of 71 depth meta, I think that's always going to be around. I don't think getting shy away from that. The overlapping fullbacks, pick a side and stick with it, whichever's strongest for you. I think the choices of left backs this year is most likely that's what people will use, whether it's the new you doggy or Alfonso Davies is still there, Roberto Carlos, the team of the years, Bacha. They are all solid, solid options. But I am trying to stay away from metas because metas, when you play in pro comps, can be very well followed whereas if you've got the creative aspect and you're introducing the trickster flicks that people don't read or extra skill moves or tiki taka football that's harder to read that that is so much harder to understand than just stopping the matters stopping people cutbacks like once you've played enough you know how to stop the cutbacks you know how to track the switching across constantly it's but people who play different you can't anticipate what they're going to do next. So I think that's quite important, not to just, yeah, know the matters, but don't just heavily rely on them because that doesn't work. Yeah. And asking for a friend, how how would you go about stopping cutbacks? <laughs> <laughs> this took me a long time because I am a shit defender. If you watch any of my game plays by defended, it's shocking for someone that's supposedly a good player. But try not to control any of your defence until the last minute. So if they're running down the wing, bring your centre centre mid across. So for me, it's Vieira or Bruno Fernandes, depending on who I've got played. Pull them across, but second man, press with your full back. And then if they get inside, switch to your centre back, but second man, press with your full back. So you never manually try and tackle them. You are always trying to mark where they're going to play it next. Because then even if it comes inside, if it gets through, you're smack bang in front between the striker and the goal. You're you're that extra layer. So you can then put the tackle in or press A when they shoot to try and get the block or just hold LT. There's, it doesn't always work and you're always going to get the animations and people will still get through. But it's a lot more effective than just pulling your fullbacks out and then that goes wrong and then pulling your centre back out and then you leave this massive gap. <laughs> I do that a lot. Yeah. But oftentimes I'll get lucky and I actually block the shot, like you were saying, but I'm always trying to stop the cutback. So I'm trying to cut the head Mm. off the snake, but the snake still ends up biting me because I forget to cover the shooter. (laughs) So that's good advice though. If anybody out there struggling with cutbacks, give it a shot. So we did have a question from golf master. He came in and he said, is there any suggestions on countering the four triple two? Nearly all of my losses come against fast paced versions of four triple two. As soon as the opponent gets the ball, there's four players just sprinting at my back line. So I know Matt probably has a 
a way to deal with these, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. This this will deal with just about anything. But what I imagine is happening to our guy who's asking the question is he's losing the ball um, in his own half by the sounds of it. And then he's, he's just getting crushed by like a counter press of four attacking players who are basically on stay forward all the time by the sounds of it. So if you're not good at playing out from the back or you're trying to build up in the midfield and you lose it, you know, closer to your own goal than the opponent's goal, you, you, you're going to be in trouble no matter what. Now, one of the good things that came about from Future Stars is a player that probably every, just about everybody packed that week, and that was Kivior from Arsenal, a centre-back who has long ball plus. And I heard people talking about this from, from the FC Pro final, that people were utilising long through balls to great effect, whoever the guy was who ended up winning, I forget his name. And I hadn't actually seen the footage of it, but I thought this is something I need to try out for myself. So I was trying it with players like Hullet initially who have just long um, long pass play style and decent long passing stats. And that works pretty well. But when you get someone who's got long pass plus and high long passing stats and you hit a lofted through ball at max power, you can cut out the whole team and, and create an immediate counterattack. Um, it works to incredible effect. And you know, a lot of people in our Discord picked up on the thread that I started posting some of my highlight goals using this tactic, some with direct assists, so key all to the eventual goal scorer, or you'll ping it out to a winger who's then through on goal and can just slide the ball into the box for an easy tap in, that kind of thing. It creates so many opportunities, particularly if you're long ball in it to a wide player who also has whipped cross. So you, you're beating their midfield, you're beating their fullbacks, and you get an unguarded, very accurate cross into the box, scoring loads of goals with it. And it's, like I say, good if you're not great from playing out from the back, but we're, we're kind of at the stage of the game now where everyone has like super shit-hot midfields. Like you're constantly coming up against combos of Vieira, Hullet, Sauer, etc. They're all really difficult to play through. You've got to play immaculate tiki-taka to get through that kind of midfield, passing it around, that kind of thing. And if you do lose the ball, you're in big trouble, like the guy who's, who's asking the question here. So this is something that's it's unconventional for, for Ultimate Team. It's not been something that's been heavily utilized in the past, but it works really well in this game. So if you're using particularly a centre-back or a deep-line midfielder who has long pass plus and you're pinging like diagonal long balls with maxed-out through ball, basically, into the corners, you can create some devastating counter-attacks with that or just completely bypass their midfield and just start an attack up by furthering your attack by several stages in one pass, essentially. You're getting much more penetration into the opponent's half of the field with so much little um, effort essentially and interesting that Anna says that you can be mindful of or even master meta tactics to a certain point but when you come up against someone who's just as good or better at doing that kind of stuff you need to bring something different to the table and this is something not everyone is running so I've been trying teams with at least I'm playing three at the back and I have at least one or two of those centre-backs with long ball plus so I'm using Kivior and Inform Bastoni at the moment and they're absolutely incredible so I would encourage people to experiment with it. If you're in our Discord, check out the uh, the highlights thread that I posted and look at some of the goals and discussion and you'll kind of pick up how to use it to good effect. But with the right personnel, this is like a really cool alternative tactic to your typical meta type stuff and it will get you out of a lot of trouble. It's really good. It's the new meta. The new meta. The new meta. <laughs> it, it really gets you out of the shit as well when... Um, when people are pressing heavy, like certain times in weekend, like you go up, um, and especially if the gameplay is bad, somebody's pressing hard, it's so easy to get caught out or you know caught with a ball at your feet. Um, this just bypasses it, doesn't it, Matt? It, it, um, it's almost broken. Well, it's broken. But it's, it's it takes advantage of the fact that most players play so aggressively, whether it's with. <laughs> you know, the high defensive lines or they're going all out aggression to try and win the ball back and putting you under a lot of pressure in your own half. If they step too far into your half and try and close your back line down and you can just ping one of these over the top of the whole team, you're playing their over aggression 
against them, um, which I don't think there's been many tactics that sort of cater for that, where it's a perfect counter to hyper-aggressive um, players who, when they're out of possession. It's just something very different to what we're, we're typically taught is the meta, the way to go. Um, it'll be interesting to see if more competitive players start picking up on this. As I say, it was used in FC Pro to a point. And now we're getting more cars with dual PlayStation pluses or playstyle pluses, I beg your pardon. Um, you're going to see a lot more cards with um, this play style embedded in, essentially. So it might have been a rare and unique trait in the past, but now we're getting to this over. It's going to be much more common. It seems to be popping up on so many centre-backs, so many CDMs. It, I'm not going to say it's going to become the meta, but it's going to be a little bit more common. And, you know, we're pushing for it from our end. So. Mm. Yeah. I know I know Tex, um, he used players that other people were not using um, during some of the pro tourneys. Um, and those players that were different had long ball plus. Um, that's, you know, that was the reason he used them. So, um, and to good effect as well. I can't remember if he got knocked out in the final or what happened or, but um, yeah, it's so effective when you when you get it down, and I'm I'm not good with with those long balls, but um, even my dumb old ass can pick it up. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing; it's, it's it's super easy as well. This isn't like learning some difficult five star skill moves and you know building it into some sort of routine that you know can be quite difficult if that's not your play style. This is super easy. It's just a lofted through ball full power switching from one corner to the other essentially it's not going to work so good if you go straight down the middle but if you can keep an eye on the radar and see when your players are just pushing up against the opponent's fallbacks or if you manually send them on a run it works super well so give it a try I'm going to do that today I think <laughs> it messes people up big time as well when they're sending their fullbacks and everybody's pushing with the fullbacks out everyone's attacking with the fullbacks um, it leaves all that space there. Um, yeah. I so, feel like sometimes I can't make anything happen unless I have both fullbacks pushing up field because I need every, every body available to come forward and try to stretch that back line out, especially in a five back. You see a lot of five backs now and it's so difficult to puncture that if, if you just, if they're just happy to sit back and absorb and absorb and absorb. And especially now they mm-hmm. took Travelas away. All you have left is the finesse shot, like you're saying. So, something else to use on counters would be nice. So I'm going to definitely give that a try. I guess before we close out, let's, let's talk about some new players that we've just tried recently and kind of go through some player reviews. Uh, Anna, have you tried any relatively new cards in the last couple of weeks? I would say I've tried quite a few of the future stars cards and I would say top on it other than hemp. I would say at least say for his price, I, th- I would recommend a lot of people try. He's five-star skill as well, four-star weak foot. He's, he's huge in-game. Like, he's statuized like Lukaku, but with five-star skills and with the ping pass, and he's just, he's so quick. Very, very good. Wins headers, so if you've got hemp on side, like I played hemp and Lise, hemp whips it in, Lise knocks it back down, you've got Mbappe running through, like, so easy to do if you set it up right. Yes, it's hard to get to grips with it and where the players will run and triggering the runs, but once you get it, it works fab. And the right back, Dear Caddy, who can also play centre back, I think he is one of the best priced future star centre backs I've possibly used. I even put him in ahead of Lucio to give him a try because he's got the playstyle pluses. And yes, he didn't feel as good as. Lucio for whatever reason because technically his card is pretty much better I don't know if it's just because Lucio is a hero and it's that psychological impact of he will be better he's more expensive more so than the actual gameplay of Diakati might be better but he especially for the money if people don't have him and are looking for say if they're just new to the game and need a builder back for I would highly highly recommend putting him in because he's for, I'm sure he's like discard price. He's, when I last seen, I don't think he was any more than 20k. He is 
absolutely phenomenal. I can second that too. I've used him um, on my second account and in the cup. He's got intercept playstyle plus slide tackle plus. He's also got pinged pass, long ball pass, whipped pass, jockey and block. And he's 15k. <laughs> um, I looked at the card and I thought, it looks like he's going to be amazing, but he's 15k. Um, and I used him. And I used him at right back. I didn't think he were going to be, thought he were going to be a bit hefty at right back. And he was a bit, but yeah, defended so, so well. Unbelievable card for 15k. Matt, what about you? Yeah, so obviously spoken well about Kivior. Uh, I think that's the, the best value you get out there from future stars. The Akite, I've got that one as well because it has not long ball plus, but long, long pass with decent long passing stats to go with it can work that meta as well. Um, one of the more interesting cards I've tried over the weekend as I did the McAllister Showdown, which was okay before the upgrade, to be fair. Decent card and can play CDM, CM or CAM. Very nicely well-rounded. Um, kind of reminds me of a little bit of a, a lightweight Nangalan from previous versions, if you can remember that guy. What a uh, card. And then um, he got upgraded today, which was sweet. Um, now, what I did do today before <laughs> the upgrade came in, uh, I bought uh, Fantasy Callan Hoglu you know, the guy from Inter. And they're very similar, but since McAllister got upgraded, he, he's just that little bit better than him. And that was like a 300k card. So I'm like, kind of want to keep that card because I'm collecting sort of uh, Inter special cards for weird teams that I might do down the line. But that's a lot of coin to have kept in the card that isn't necessarily first team because McAllister's so good. And you can't point to one specific thing. He's just, you know, very good on the left stick, has enough sort of physical and tackling traits to be not quite a CDM, but you know, a ball-winning midfielder and very good going forward. So if you have Liverpool players to connect into, whether it's your Van Dijk, your Salah, etc., I think that one's a, a, a must-get. Hopefully you did it. Um, it's a little bit late now if you didn't, but um, I, I imagine not many people took the Jackson SBC on that one. Surely most people thought Liverpool were going to win. So that came out okay in the end. Yeah, I tried a few players this last week and being on PC, the market's really just on a weird state because there's such low supply. So a lot of cards are super inflated, but I went ahead and I bought team of the year, Rodri, because a lot of people said he was really good and he is great. He's really good. But on PC, he was four and a half million, which I feel like that's extremely high for a card like that. That's probably going to become redundant or somewhat irrelevant over the next month and a half, two months. So I tried him, sold him because I just didn't feel that impact. Like he's, he takes really long time to change directions. He's just a big bulky player, right? But some of the passes that he plays were just perfect. He's always in the right place at the right time on defense. So if you've got extra coins laying around and you want to blow it on something and you want to upgrade your midfield, definitely don't sleep on Rodri. But a cheaper version that massively upgraded my midfield was team of the year, Chabi. That card is like Modric 2.0. And you guys know I like Modric. So with him and Modric at left CM, right CM in the 4-3-2-1, those two just wreak havoc, making runs inside. He's just better than, than Modric in almost every aspect. So, like I said, he's like, I think 800K when I bought him. So, I mean, he's expensive, but relative to what you could pay for other cards, he's actually cheap, in my opinion. So, if you haven't tried him, give him a shot. He helps out your team in chemistry-wise as well. He was a card that Tex used in the tournament, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, yeah, because he's got long... Has he got long ball plus? I couldn't tell you. He's got two yes. of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. he was the card that Tex used. Um, and I think he, he loved him, yeah. Um, these these future stars, it almost, like, annoys me that I've got cards that are really expensive in my team. Um, but I feel like I should be using some of these future stars because they're better, but they're only 15K. <laughs> um, I used that... Uh, Lemul, uh, the French CDM, and she's 12k. Um, <laughs> and we used her on my 24 hour account, and she was so so good. And you can put her into the Evo if you want to go wild and do a make a 12k card into a 112k card, um, and make it untradeable. But she won the ball every time she made a challenge, she won the ball, and she's She's got a uh, medium attacking, high defensive work rates. And so she's just there defending for you all the time. Um, a passing were decent. Like you could make a team out of these future stars for 
150k if you didn't pack them all last week, which most people did, um, and just have so much fun. And I think that's that's what's changed the game for me a little bit over the last few weeks. I did that 12-hour account, and then we had the cup this week, which the rewards for that cup are the best value we've had in I don't know how many FIFAs. So for the time you put in for the, the packs that you get back, is phenomenal like you do that instead. I did it instead of playing weekend league um, I played weekend league as well but I would have done it instead of playing weekend league Um, it's that chest infection in it it is yeah yeah you know I've got to do I've got to keep myself busy keep myself active you know Uh Um, and yeah it just such good and we don't want this all the time you know we don't want to be getting 84 times 20 every week and you know but the fact that they forced you to use, I think it was an 80, 88 were the highest you could use and it had to be an 86 rated squad. So all those cards that um, are just sat about in your club that you really want to use, but you're too scared to use it in weekend league, it was absolutely brilliant for that. Yeah. Um, it really rewarded people who hoard special cards, basically, <laughs> yeah, and don't yeah. like put them into SBCs when they're like, become um, obsolete yeah. in terms well, of your main well, team. Evo's changed all that, you know? It's like you put it in there. What happens if they put an Evo out next week yeah. that you could have put this card from an 88 yeah. to a 90 or, yeah. you know, two playstyle pluses to maybe three with, I've seen some some wild Evos yeah. on social. Like 98s, 99s with four playstyles, five playstyles. It's like- <laughs> It's all the glitched ones that have got 99 and stuff now. It's a lot of those where people yeah. have not claimed the last ones. Yeah. Um, I always used to save cards, keep them in the club, never, just store them all year. They won't have any games on them, but I'd had them for six months. <laughs> but two weeks ago, I thought, no, I'm going to put these into an SBC and get some use out of them. So when I was looking for those cards in my club this weekend to do that <laughs> cup, and they were all vanished into SBCs, I was like, no way. But do you know what? It was fun content as well. We did it on stream. So it was like it's good for content creation as well and it doing stuff like that so that you can like, yeah. we're going to go do this cup and you're sort of all in it together. There's something to open at the end of the stream. Uh, yeah, I think they absolutely smashed it with that. Uh, after everybody, you know, complaining for the last few weeks, it's, it's really been like a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was nice to be able to do something meaningful on a Saturday night and not really care about every single result because you know go goal down just quit and go into the next game and eventually it took a few hours but got it all done on a Saturday night instead of playing weekend league and now I'm playing weekend league after I finish this podcast so <laughs> yay for me I might match it an absolute waste of time <laughs> yeah so, someone told me that I should get cancer for not quitting at 1-0 for not quitting at golden goal I'm going to get the message up now let me get he, it up he's right to be fair <laughs> about quitting or well, the cancer you know I um, that, that's why you got a chest infection now mate oh. <laughs> that's probably exactly what it is oh. uh, I'll tell you what I wish I had played FIFA Saturday night after I woke up Sunday morning but I went out and tried to be a, a young adult again and learned the lesson the oh, hard no, way no, that's a big mistake oh. we're not young adults anymore yeah at a casino no doubt of all places oh he's put Golden goal, you rat, get cancer. I've put <laughs> the golden goal was the winner, which I scored in 70th minute. He's put toxic rat. I've said, I bet your mum's proud. <laughs> and then he's put, I hope your future kids get aborted. You deserve cancer. <sighs> I've put, you're definitely getting on this weekend. Didn't have a clue what I was talking about, but I meant this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Congratulations, you made it. Congratulations, cheesy cheggs. Cheesy cheggs. <laughs> it just gets better. <laughs> cheesy cheggs. Cheesy cheggs. Cheesy on Xbox. On Xbox. On his mom's Wi-Fi. Showing some love. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up this week. Anna, it was a really good time talking to you this week. Thanks for coming on. Where can people follow you on social follow your streams it differentiates across my socials apologies for that my twitch stream where i'm most active is guild underscore anna foot and all my other socials are either anna foot or anna foot seven across youtube instagram 
Twitter slash X, whatever you would like to call it. And yeah, please pop in. Streams are becoming more regular and a lot more fun. We're starting to stream Fortnite on Wednesday just to mix things up a bit, as well as AAFC, which will be fun because I've never played. So see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll link all those socials too in the uh, show notes. So if you guys didn't get any of that, just scroll down. Click the link. It's all in the show notes. If you're not in the Discord, do that. It's free. Join the Discord. Let us know what's happening. And Matt, Paul, thank you guys for joining again. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.